0: hey welcome it's that time of the week again it's not friday though so don't get confused you haven't lost a day gained a day i've no idea but it is the wrap-up it's that time of the week where we get together talk stuff talk shit we're dads living the best lives ever let's roll
1: welcome to team super dad real dads creating their best lives ever more time more money more fun you are not alone you're on team super dad hey
0: welcome welcome
1: bonjour, bonjour bonjour how the devil are you i'm
0: good i'm really good i'm uh you know got a bit of swagger on me uh, which we'll talk about in a, in a bit but uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a, been a crazy week. Just just uh, i have trying to write the show notes for t- tonight, just kind of giving us a rundown. And I was trying to find some fun things to talk about. It's been a really... Oh, mate. It's, it...
1: Yeah, it's been, it's been, I mean, as well as physically draining. I've, I've been out all day, walks, and, and I'm, I've, I've genuinely done more steps in the last seven days than I've done in the last seven months um and that says more about me than it does about the work i've done this week but emotionally and work-wise it's been absolutely mental you know again i like being busy but there are degrees but emotionally this week has been tough this has been a rough rough week in so so many ways
0: and as an f1 fan i just dropped a bombshell on you as well with the show Mm -hmm. notes didn't know about so uh
1: yeah i've been out all day and and uh yeah we've we've uh, lost one of the f- what i would sort of call the kind of cornerstones one of the foundations of the, the the motorsport that i love
0: yeah r.i.p murray walker uh which we'll come back on in a little bit and that we'll talk about uh, some of our favorite f1 memories if you're not an f1 fan well
1: <laughs> tough it should be it <laughs> should be basically it's one of the greatest sports on the planet it is and well, yes it is. it is a sport I I, I brought no argument in this. It is, it is an incredible team sport.
0: No, it's up there in terms of uh, world viewers. Isn't that's, that's how it kind of ranks and, and you, you can justify it. It's, I, wonder, I wonder where it's – maybe you can do a little Wikipedia whilst I'm waffling on. Um, most watch sports.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me, let me have, a, have a go at that while you waffle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we are. We're on the wrap-up 31. If you've not joined us before, then you've missed 30. Well, actually, I was about to say thirty epic episodes. Uh, you, you've missed thirty evolving episodes. We have got into this. Started off just me, uh, kind of a twenty-minute wrap-up of my week, and as I worked to pull other dads together, I got introduced to to Glenn and uh, and here we are. And we do this e- each week. It is it's sometimes some more people. We had we had Colin on the other week with uh, with Rich, and oh, I've met two guys who do a, do another podcast very similar very similar and yeah uh, and you know it's like the flipping monty python the people's front of judea and uh no no <laughs> the people's front right? we're the people's front of judea <laughs> splitters <laughs> um so so yeah so they're, they're two they're two dudes from London.
1: And, always uh, a good part of the world and they've
0: got a very similar thing going on so i've been chatting to to them both and we're going to we're going to do a a simulcast uh in a, Ooh, in a
1: nice
0: yeah easy for me to say right <laughs> simulcast i guess that could be quite sexual couldn't it uh but it won't be because it will be four blokes and we're not going to be <laughs> <laughs> that's...
1: hey we men can be sexy
0: we can be we can be all barry white on it as opposed to uh, naked uh, and oh, i've lost track now One, one, one. One well, mentioned a naked man, and I've lost track of what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, so it is. It has been uh, a great week. Let me give you the rundown. Right, we've got some r- working notes here. Uh, dad of the week. Uh, I'm going to drop Harry. Uh, I don't even know his surname. Harry Windsor. Harry Windsor. 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 I'm dropping Harry Windsor in as dad of the week.
1: Uh, hi- the, the, now, now that now they've got um, all these branding things, he might have rebranded to Harry Sussex or Sussex <laughs> Royal. <laughs> no, Harry, been- Harry the Royal. I've been
0: checking in and and catching bits of the interview and they, 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 all the Yanks are calling in the Duke, the Duke and Duchess of Netflix, (laughs) Mm, Nice, (laughs) which is quite funny. And then hot in the nineties for our regular listeners, watchers, viewers, subscribers. Yes. Subscribers, subscribers. I'm talking to you. We love you subscribers. If you're not subscribed yet, hit the, hit the, hit the bell on YouTube, hit the, Hit the follow and, and like. Uh, get the notification bell on on Facebook if you're listening to the podcast, and of course subscribe. Um, if you're know, if you're my neighbour, um, <laughs> let what, just know. listening through the walls. Yeah, I'll put a, I'll put a note <laughs> on the floor when we're going live. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, uh, hot in the 90s, our little tribute to the hottest women from the 90s. Uh, we're going to do a Big Brother tribute, in particular to one special lady this week. Uh, dating. We love a Johnny dating update, and uh, there was an interesting development in my dating activities this week, which had me feel a little bit like Del Boy as I prepped, prepped dinner uh, on Friday night. Uh, and yeah, and also this is—we're going to try and keep funny and light, but some some heavy stuff has, has gone down this week. Uh, a, 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 sadly, a lady got murdered in the UK. Sarah Ever, Everest Everett,
1: Everett? Everdeen.
0: Everdeen, yes, Sarah Everdeen. So um, respect to her and her family, but it has thrown up a whole whole shitstorm here in the UK, which we're going to loosely touch on without getting ourselves into too much complications. Uh, some Murray Walker memories and a Tattoo Fixer showdown. <laughs> I happened to catch a bit of Tattoo Fixers last night, which which just had me cracking up, which, which we'll get into. But if you haven't seen Tattoo Fixers, it's the most ridiculous programme where someone who's got a fairly innocent and uh, not necessarily that bad tattoo um, and they go to a, a professional tattoo parlor, very professional tattoo parlor, and they turn a small tattoo generally into a massive tattoo <laughs> under the guise of we fixed it. <laughs> oh,
1: and it's, it's always the same thing as well. It's always um, f- skulls with flowers uh, and, and the women always come in and have a mandala. Yeah, an elephant Mandela or or something like that. and It's just like it's the same bloody thing. You know one thing, and you don't even pretend you're trying to talk them into it. That's what they've come for. It's like a DJ doing his favourite mix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> signature mix,
0: signature mix. So we'll we'll keep on to that one because that is one of our light topics. So normally, guys, normally listeners, the wrap up is a banal bit of banter as, as we unearth. Uh, seemingly, we we do unearth a lot of uh, embarrassing stories from my past. Um, <laughs> so it's just like the johnny river it's like a counseling session for me (laughs) Uh, but also what are we all about we're with team super dad if you go over to teamsuperdad.com you will find everything that we're up to uh, the different dad coaching uh, services from myself johnny jensen and the hero academy so the hero academy is our signature uh, program with the power code and we are dads creating our best lives ever um, and if you don't want to pay, then just come and join the network. It's teamsuperdad.com forward slash network. We would love to have you on board. The Monday night sessions, the Facebook group, the firewalking events, and we're allowed to get together again. A friend of mine just sent me – well, he didn't send it to me. He put it on Facebook. In, they're in Chicago, like, bigging up the, the, uh, the St. Patrick's Day stuff, all wearing green. No yeah. masks. <laughs> oh, God's sake. It's like <laughs> – it's St. Patrick's Day. We don't have to wear masks. It's fine.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Co- COVID, COVID doesn't, uh, it's, it's allergic to Guinness.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. That's good to know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a little medical caveat there. Uh, Glenn and I are not doctors. So, Glenn, asked me how
1: my week was. How was your week, Johnny? What did you get well, up to?
0: I got my COVID jab
1: today. Did you? Yeah. Uh, how was it? How bad was it? And uh, when does the microchip kick in?
0: I got this bleeping noise in my head i don't know <laughs> it's like a cross between a submarine and and, a, and like a cat's bell no is it no <laughs> <it's> like... <laughs> what's that what's that what's that no so i got i got the the text through this week so i jumped on it booked it and it, and it was this so i could have booked it for tuesday but i thought no i'll wait till the weekend because i didn't know whether there's a it makes you feel sick makes you uh, my, my arm i feel like i've had a good like quite a good dead arm from my daughter mm-hmm. Bit like that but yeah it was quite surreal made a little video today as we as uh as, as i went in it's a bit i, I don't know you kind of just you're aware that this moment in history is going on mm-hmm. all like millions of people have had this jab and now i'm standing outside of just a everyday doctor's surgery in maystone kent and and i'm about to go and get this jab that i, that, I don't know if you hunt around for it people will, will, will tell you it's not any good Clearly, the general consensus is it is a good idea because we're better than yeah. having a an pandemic.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm standing there, kind of just waiting, Mr. Jensen, yeah, do the thing, yeah, yeah, address, yeah, yeah. And then, and then <laughs> stab it in your arm. Uh, off you go. No sticker, no sweets. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the only reason I was going to do it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no well, I did get a, a little card saying you've had your first, I get which is basically a COVID passport. Yeah. where's the, Where's the lollipop? Come on, <laughs> bring some lightness to this to this thing, or a, or a sticker, surely.
1: I love, Just, I love that you probably went in there and uh, before they said, "Right, let's get ready um, uh, to, to inject." And by that stage, your trousers are already down your ankles, ass is in the oh, air, yeah. and uh, <laughs>
0: I'm, in. I'm backing in with my heart. i <laughs> go in the arm mr Jensen. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry.
1: Just an excuse to get my trousers. Off. But you but you're feeling all right? Yes, yeah? it's, it's not. It's not kind of uh, wiping you out or anything.
0: No, it's feeling. It's feeling good. Feeling. It's feeling. It's in. It's in there. It's in there. That jab one. I'm all. I'm all off and running.
1: Um, And what your second one's coming up in a couple of weeks, months. That's like twelve weeks. So twelve weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think mine. I've just just snuck into the uh, forty to forty nine bracket. So uh, I'm in the next tranche. So apparently I'll be done by the end of next month. Uh, My first one, anyway. So uh, yeah, hopefully that will go quickly party in the summer it's, oh, it's gonna be gonna be great as soon as soon as it's done i'll be like uh, booking holidays and you know, yeah. going to some sort of over 40s mini ibiza orgy just because we're the only ones with passports
0: <laughs> well the euros are going to be on Let's hope it's like a blazing hot summer. it would be like the summer of 1996 when the Euros were here in the UK. And- oh,
1: but, see, see, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all the kind of, because after Spanish influenza and, and obviously World War I and so when Spanish influenza came along, the, There was a, that was the reason that the, 20s, the 1920s was so decadent and hedonistic was because everyone just wanted to live and just enjoy and make the most of life now that they were able to actually live it again. um, And I'm hoping that it's going to play out and it's it going to be wow. a good long summer. Oh, man, I don't
0: don't know. I don't know. I don't don't, don't know if life can be like that a bit. Uh, uh, Referencing summer of 96 and just what a blast that was pre pre social media. Chris Evans was just owning the radio. There was it was flipping.
1: Interesting Uh, you say 96, though, because recently I was having a chat with a mate of mine and we were trying to think back to what was as a country. The best year in life, living memory. Um, and the one we thought about was 2012, because, um, n- internationally we were stable. You had like Obama in the White House and everything was calming down and it sorted out Iran and all that sort of stuff. We had, um, uh, yes, we had austerity, but actually because of the Olympics, we were seeing this as this great coming together as a nation and doing some great things. It was a coalition government. Um, there was all these things that were interesting and new and exciting again. And so people pretty much, if you were younger than 40, then 2012 was basically it. Maybe 2018 was close, but 2012 was the year. However, if you were a day over my age, then everyone was going for Euro 96 or for 96 in general. Um, oh, okay. And yeah, Britpop being a thing and the Euros in, in the country and all this sort of stuff. Um, and firstly, it was amazing how the only best years were all around sporting events um but secondly, it was it's just age divide and I think it was just because in ninety six anyone my age or so we were too young to drink, so we uh-huh. there was only so much going out and enjoyment we could have whereas by the time any time after that the millennium or whatever we're going out out yeah yet yeah, anyone who was forty two or over they were given it last year in year ninety six and so that would have been their the kind of peak life moment
0: it was i got I gotta say nineteen ninety six so it's always always happens we could, you and me are like flipping the lock and the key, Glenn. We get together. <laughs> goes, you know, Uh but no, summer '96, definitely. It was the graduation year of uni, so it was the it was the sort of the zenith, the pinnacle of our three years of utter debauched mayhem mm-hmm. and sunshine. Chris Evans owned the flipping everything in in the was, UK. Was
1: that, yeah, was that kind of uh TFI was on and Radio One in the mornings mm-hmm. it's just
0: maverick nutter pretty much in the newspaper every day it was just what him and his mates had been up to getting on the on the piss in the during the day yeah. And it would build up to friday and tfi uh, tgi friday tfi friday mm-hmm. a tv show where he would just talk about all the fun he'd been having all week with you know, the guests that were coming <sighs>
1: that's, on you know, that's, you know, that's heaven isn't it that's amazing. the life that really is the life i could live that i could do that
0: just magic. And then Europe, the Euros, the Sunshine, Gaza, Terry Venables, and end of uni. So we were just mm-hmm. probably the best moment was when we beat Holland.
1: Ah, uh, the
0: 4-1. Yeah. So we we'd had a we had a barbecue and we're having a party and it was a proper Stafford uni event, basically. Uh, which you can imagine uh, <laughs> you don't have to know what that means. Just imagine <laughs> the 90s and a bunch of students giving it large all day. Like, so, so we all watched the, the match, and it was just wild. Four one, I think the score was. And it was, then, it was. We we lived at the, on Oxford Gardens, and outside opposite was this old people's kind of row of houses, and they had this massive, beautiful lawn with signs on it that says "No, no, anything. Don't even look at the grass. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't even. As far <laughs> as is, this grass exists, for no one but us, right? And yeah. Fair dues, we had respected that for three years, and in the moment when we beat Holland and the, uh, you know, we we piled out onto this lawn about thirty of us and had just the most insane impromptu game of game of <laughs> <laughs> twenty-eight aside, basically. Ah, good times, good times. I could say more, it's, um, well, what I will say is uh, full respect to uh mike tweed who got bit in the bum by a security dog uh later that night as we, <laughs> we, we hid in long
1: grass which turned out to not be that long <laughs> <laughs> dogs are famous famously unable to use any sense other than sight to find people as well so uh, you had a chance we thought the grass was long and we hit
0: the deck in some kind of combat uh, fashion but it clearly wasn't long <laughs> <laughs> and Mike being the slowest got bit in the bum by the
1: dog that's <laughs> the thing you never have to be you never have to be able to outrun a bear. you just have to be able to outrun the slowest person and it sounds like <laughs> the same know, yeah. thing there
0: where's Mike, where's Mike, man down, man down <laughs> <laughs> Mike, we're sorry How's <laughs> the bum so yeah, so, so that's uh, that Covid, so then on Friday I was on the Glenn Lundy Rise and Grind show Right, if you if you're on Facebook, which obviously a good percentage you are, uh, hashtag Rise and Grind, glenn Lundy with a double N in Glen, and this guy is a dude. He's on episode 826 of his 5:30 a.m. live show.
1: Ouch! I didn't even realise there was a 5:30 in the morning.
0: Yeah, 5:30. So yes, how he gets up. At three thirty to prep for it, he has. He was on my podcast a couple of. He was on this podcast. He was on Team Super Dad podcast. So you can go back and listen to the Glenn Lundy episode. And so he said, "Oh, come on, I'm doing this thing on on intentional parenting. Come and be the Friday guest." So he's had something like two million views of 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 the Rise and Grind show, and uh, and he's a dude, right? The guy's got eight kids, eight eight kids.
1: Oh, that is, that's, that's greedy.
0: <laughs> and for anyone who's just relieved that the homeschooling adventure is now over, his wife chooses to home, homeschool. Uh, and so there's a bit of a religious kind of Christian thing, thing going on in the true American style, but the guy is smashing it. He's, he's, you know, become buddies with Grant Cardone and all these kind of internet dudes. And, and, um, so I'm in the show and all the, like, I hope everyone loves our little team super dad intro. Okay. But it's nothing compared to Glenn's beautiful. And, and then, oh, then he goes, he goes, so when I'm playing the music, I'll cut to you and you've got to be dancing. So, cause I'm, I'm British bringing, I think you and I bring in a bit of energy to our, to our adventures into our lives, but Glenn's fully pumped. He's like, it's, it's Friday. It's uh And today we got <laughs> <David>! <laughs> and it's uh, the rise and grind. And so he's like, you've got to be dancing. So I'm like, I'm like this, <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Made me realise how little energy I bring to the start of, of each day.
1: So now I'm like, okay, right. Get well, that's, that's Yeah, but that's because you've got to level your energy out over the day. I mean, look at that guy. When it hits about half past seven, eight at night, he must be dead it's on died. his ass. It's no, I, no I, I would rather be absolutely wiped out in the morning and then ramp up for a big night. That's, see, all the fun things in life happen in the evening and nighttime no one wakes up and, and that's the best moment of their day
0: i know and i think that's where the world is going a bit weird and wrong
1: yeah, in- there's this there's this idea that if you get up early and you're a morning person not a nighttime person you're more virtuous you're better at life you're winning because you're able to function first thing in the morning so where did that come from where are they going to be at up past seven eight nine o'clock at night when you're putting the hours in and making things happen they're
0: going to bed ready for their early morning start. No, you've got to you've got to tune in to whether you are a morning person or a, a or a night person. What, what does in in um in the book Peak Performance? Great book. Just finished it a couple of weeks ago. They talk about night owls and is it is it morning larks? Yeah, yeah. That sounds a bit shit, doesn't it? I'm yeah. a morning. Who wants to be a fucking lark? <laughs> I'm a morning lark. What is a lark? Is it is a bird, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just a, a bird that you know, one of these ones uh, up with the larks. You, you're up first thing in the morning. They're, they're up chirping and tweeting away in the bastard morning.
0: It's got to be something better that gets up early than a lark.
1: A cock. <laughs> yeah, I'm a massive morning <laughs> cock. I'm <a> morning cock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cockaroo, that works. Yeah, that yeah. Work. yeah. The first animal up in the morning is the crow, Yeah, I'm a morning cock. Okay. Good, <laughs> hey baby. <laughs> have we met? Did I tell you I'm a massive morning cock? <laughs> oh, here's a funny. Here's a funny story. So I'm about sixteen. No, I must have been a bit, a bit older than that. Because I've got family in Chicago, right? Spent many, many some Most of my teenage summers in in Chicago. So. I went back to. yeah, So second year of uni, I spent the summer in Chicago. So, of course, I'm driving uh, in in the UK now. And naturally, like any um, red blooded, red blooded, stupid uh, British uh, gentleman, I had had two car crashes by that time. (laughs) So I'm at this party with a bunch of my friends from Chicago who at that point are a little bit younger than me. But particularly back in the day, if you're 17 in America, that's a whole world of difference, seventeen mm-hmm. slash eighteen year old English bloke. like,
1: yeah, I mean, in, in America, you you can buy a gun and you can be drive. You'll have driven a car for years, but yeah. you can't you can't buy yourself a lager top.
0: Yeah, you could have done a drive by shooting yeah. <laughs>
1: legally. Yeah, <laughs> but you can't have a drink for another four years.
0: So we're at a party, which is actually quite as quite a, like barbecue and laser tag kind of thing, and we're sitting around. And I start telling a story about this terrible car crash I had, right? So I said, oh, my gosh, I had this terrible car crash about a month ago. So the whole room just goes silent and just looks at me like, what did you say? So what you got to do, Glenn, is you got to put your ears into America mode, right? Mm-hmm. And listen again, as I say, I had a terrible car crash.
1: Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, there's that, some translation there. That is <laughs> telling a story about my terrible
0: car crash.
1: <laughs> oh, oh man! I, yeah, that, that, when you're saying "there's a room full in silence," like they they have a lot of car crashes over in the US. No. Um And to be fair, they have a fair amount of cock crashes as well.
0: They thought I was about to suddenly start talking about a nasty bit of knob rock. In- <laughs> <laughs> But I didn't know, so I just carried on going into yeah, yeah. It was like a head-on, and 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 the whole family, and they were they were upset, and we went to hospital, and <laughs> <laughs> the ambulance turned up, the police, were there. a shocking car crash. Um, So no, is that yeah? That's my car crash story. Car crash story. <laughs> Why am I telling that, America? Oh yeah, Glenn Lundy. So. I'm on the am on the show with all all these people, and I'm and I'm and I'm getting bigged up. So then we we finish up. And, oh, he, he, he drops a massive question on me at the end. He, I, I forget what it was, but it was like, so Johnny, before we go, uh, what is the meaning of life? <laughs> <laughs> I Go, oh Glenn, and your ten thousand uh, live viewers. Um, uh um, 42,
1: clearly 42. <laughs>
0: yes, I could have done that. But no, because I'm there as Team Superdad representing. I've got to say something mind blowing so that all these people watching come and check in on on Team Superdad. They'd mm-hmm. actually do a bloody good job. The uh the if you go to the Team Superdad page on Facebook, uh we've shared shared the uh the the rise and grind from from Friday. And then we go over to Clubhouse. And I'm live on Clubhouse with him, and all the people that, are coming, that have been watching are now coming over, and they're asking me questions. So I did like a Q and A for an hour. Nice, pop, dropping dad coaching bombs on uh, on people, getting loads of acknowledgement. It was it was it was good. It was a really good good start to the day, which led into the Friday night. I had a I had a date, uh, a date well.
1: like a date. an actual date with a with a, with a lady. That that didn't like, require inflating.
0: No, I have seen a, a blow up doll before. Um, like any self respecting uh, person who's been on the stag do or a long drive as a student. We, yes, I have seen a, but I've never had sex with a blow up doll that I can actually test.
1: <laughs> but you have had a date with a real live flesh and blood, blood person. How did it go? What happened? It was it, no, it was it was it was it was brilliant actually. We we
0: laughed. We chatted for hours. Um, she's, she's pretty. She's tall. She's fit. She's funny. Um, so it was, it was brilliant. But the, the, I mean, I'm not going to tell you, but she did, she stayed over and, 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 uh, but it's, it's just great to have, cause she was drinking, right? So we, we, mm. you know, we, it was responsible. It's nice. good. Yeah. It was nice to be able to, to relax and and enjoy the evening. Um, but the funny story, the funny part of this, right? Was before, so we're cooking dinner so i'm i'm what'd you do what'd you do <laughs> she goes i don't eat red meat so i like, okay right fine so then i said all right we're gonna go fish i'm gonna i'm gonna go fish right because you can't just do chicken because that's too obvious right so so i decide i'm gonna do a, a a baked or roast cod loin with some chunky mash like new potato with the skins on mash that up with some mm-hmm. garlic butter some, some nice, lightly cooked, uh, broccoli. So it's quite like a bit al dente and some carrots, but clearly on a night like that, not diced, you've got to go batons. <laughs> if oh, you're going to, yeah. you got to go batons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So carrot batons. Then I'm thinking starter. So I go, I'm going to go avocado, good protein. She's a PT, She's very fit. So I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to impress her about like that. And then with a prawn cocktail. So, but there's something about prawn cocktail, which is sort of, very 70s, kitschy, kind of... Have you ever seen Abigail's Party?
1: No, the, I haven't, no.
0: Oh, Glenn. You're going to love this. People watching, listening. Abigail's Party. It's a Mike Lee play. Uh, another drink, Dave. Another drink, Dave. Uh, uh, very, very dry humour. Very British. It's like an hour-long play. But they, mm. they did a movie of it. Uh, if you like Gavin and Stacey, the mum is is um is abigail oh okay yeah bloody bloody funny um so i'm thinking so i'm starting to get all of a sudden getting a bit nervous because i got this woman coming around to my to my house
1: i'm assuming and, the house was was pristine spotless oh everything was clean and tidy
0: i could take this video camera and i could wander you round the show house <laughs> right now an absolute show house um Clearly, if that's the, if that's the, uh, way to get a clean house, I should have mm. her over more often. Um, cause I can't say I'm going to have loads of them over more often because A, that might upset her and B, it might get me a knock on the door from the constabulary about <laughs> <laughs> kind of breaking COVID rules.
1: All so about I'm- support
0: bubbles. And so she's your support bubble. She's a support bubble. Definitely in my support bubble. So I'm thinking like this is all suddenly a bit weird. I'm cooking like a date meal like a, like a, a date meal. And then at some point I'm going to have to open the door and go, good evening. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> you know, good evening. <laughs> and then she's going to walk in and there's going to be some kind of "Hi," So I'm, uh, and I'm just thinking back to being, to being in our twenties and this is just far too serious, far too grown up, far too sensible. Mm. But I bought
1: loads did, of food. Did you have, did you have good, have you got good china?
0: No, didn't even. No, uh, uh, it, it does match. So it does match. But I didn't have any. I have got wine glasses, pint glasses, and kids tumblers. And mm-hmm. I knew we were gin and tonic. Didn't have. Didn't have any gin and tonic. Uh, appropriate gin, gin and tonic glasses, tumblers,
1: They're balloons, or tumblers, or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But but that moment of awkwardness kind of passed quite quick. It was all right. Once she got there, and the meal was kind of happening, and the presentation. I cut the avocados in half, mixed it with some onion and some tomato, mashed it up, put it back into the t- avocado shells, prawn cocktail on the side, a couple of little chunks of, of, of lemon for, for sort of looking at garnish, bit of dill sprinkled over the top. That was made ever? Did, did,
1: did, did you have, a, did you have a, a playlist as well? Did you have a, a sexy berry White playlist?
0: No. I put Centre Force on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Well,
0: it's Saturday night, you know, you need some house music. Anyone globally, right, if you like your old house tunes, uh, go to eight eight three Centre Force Radio. It's it's epic. Sundays Mm -hmm. in particular, very chilled. If you like some if you're on a soulful loving on Sundays. But of course you do get some adverts, which is a bit poor. I did when it got to nine o'clock and it all went a little bit too bit too banging, I switched to a to a playlist on Spotify, which favourite Spotify list. So it was it was great.
1: Very well. You you put the world to riots. You had lots of good conversation. The conversation flowed as well. You didn't have to kind of pull out any tricks to to think. You know what? Oh, there's an awkward silence here.
0: You cards. I had a few conversation starters in my back. No, I didn't really.
1: <laughs> you you joke. I've genuinely had to do that. The last woman I was um chatting to online, she was so disinterested in anyone but herself that at one stage on one of our videos, here, so I had to get this this pack of and they're a brilliant pack set of cards um called socialise and mingle, and they're just. They're just loads like of, they are literally just conversation starters to say, you know, um, uh, what's your favorite this or, uh, tell me a time when that you've done that. Um, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to get anything of me over and she just wouldn't have known about me, you know, that we're no longer chatting. I was about to it say, sound, it sounds like, it sounds like you guys are sorted.
0: Before the pack of cards came out, was there not, did you not like buy three, you know, red flags? I'm sorry to inform you, but you've just shown the third red flag and, uh, and this conversation <laughs>
1: Well, there were there were a few flags but a she was very very attractive um and b uh it's been a long time since i've chatted with anyone you know what there are, uh, at the moment i'd put up with someone with more flags than a communist rally i just i just need a little bit of context with someone someone attractive who fancies me
0: you've got to keep the in the game you've got to keep like so when it comes around to some real conversation you you're not it's like that first person you talk to in the morning. Like, mm. wo- if the, particularly being a a, a a dad at home single dad you know you, i'm sure you've experienced this at work sometimes the first person you speak to it's really important and you haven't realized that it's the first person you're speaking to and you go <laughs> <laughs> oh, in my mind i was ready for this conversation in reality i'm it's the first
1: I word forgot, I, I forgot I forgot how to do like all the words um, and orders and things and like clever things. I, I forgot them.
0: <laughs> oh, I've just closed the other window on on which has got all my notes in and the uh, oh, eight tabs. Let's open that back up. Um, so it went well. Basically, went
1: well. Yeah. So important we got those, question those
0: things in common because we know each other from from way back, or we know we got we got shared friends from way back.
1: Oh, that's good. That is useful. That 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 all that all creates a bit of a, a bit of a bond between the two of you, and gives you a few well, other things to talk about.
0: Facebook has just thrown up the most perfect picture. I'm just going to share this for just for just pure chits and giggles. It's a picture from from our uni days of us looking um, like dishevelled and in a park. Good good flashback to '96, basically. Um, <laughs> uh, So that's that's been been my week, the Glenn Lundy show, the the date on Friday night. I've been pushing hard on on the Hero Academy. I had my COVID jab um, and and, and Tottenham won on on Wednesday. So so the world's good. Yes, we
1: did. Yes, we absolutely did. And we're going to be winning again tomorrow. So uh, it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, my week's been been all right, but it's it's just been long and tiring work work's been manic we've had lots of internal staff changes taking on a couple of team members as well they're getting them up to speed and someone else has left so i've had to take on all of their stuff as well oh here we are a photo
0: here <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to drop that in there here we go look at that we are, can you see me look, is that you yeah with, with with my like raving curtains can we go big can
1: you go big on a pitch like this? Oh, there we go. Uh there's there's probably a button. Yeah. Oh. oh, bless you. Bless you. Yeah, it, it, you're oh, pretty right. much exactly the same.
0: Yeah, pretty much exactly the same, yeah. Um sorry, let me just cut in on your week then. Your week chat. It's all right. Yeah, go on, tell me. So you so I in fact I was talking about you this week to someone because I was going, I was, I said we were talking about Glenn. You know, Glenn, a dating dad, who does the wrap up with me. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So, so I said, uh I said, I think he's too good at his job and he doesn't realize, <laughs> he doesn't realize that they keep loading responsibility onto him. It's, <laughs> I, it, it's, I, well, I made a note. I was going to go, I'm going to have to have a chat with Glenn. I, I'm sorry that we're doing it live on a, on a podcast. Um, but, but yeah, are you okay? Are they giving you yeah. responsibility out? Like, <laughs> oh, just could we just give you another team of five people? Oh, before you go, Glenn, could you just, um, take on there you go. I just wondered if you could just finish this off before the. That's it.
1: It's it's been mad. It has been mad, and there has been like um a few late nights and a few weekends and, and and loads of extra stuff. And the trouble is at the moment as well, some of the stuff I'm covering um is and I, I, I think it's it's horrible because I, I do feel quite wanky when I'm saying this um and like who the fuck, who do I think I am? But I'm having to get involved in operational stuff. Um, and getting involved in actually doing things and, um, and and sending statements of work over and negotiating contract numbers with for a particular account and stuff that 's all great and that 's all well and good but it 's not what i 'm there for i 'm there for growth and sales and big like nice interest in stuff good chunky yeah. strategic stuff um, and yet i 'm having to do this because we just haven 't got enough staff to cover all the 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 work we 're bringing in it's it 's a very weird time and i'm and i 'm trying to trying to just enjoy it while it's happening because thinking i've i probably won't have much chance to do this in future but god it's knackering and you know when you've got so many balls of so many different sizes and you're juggling and juggling and i don't know how many balls are up there at the moment and sometimes i can't even see them when they're on the floor so it's it's not sustainable but hopefully it'll only be for the next month or two it's that hockey stick like you get
0: um like business execs talking oh yeah we're in the hockey stick stage it's like uh yeah. high 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 work high growth um before it before it levels off and you can take the rewards of your of all your hard work yeah yeah
1: yeah and it's it's good it's good and it, it won't last but um yeah i don't i don't want to be doing this this level of stuff forever it's <laughs> it's, it's good saw, but uh, it's not it's not me
0: did you feel that form in uh, that about the um cooking virtual date thing did my friend contact you cooking virtual date thing she's a judge and she was gonna she asked me about it and, and then she oh yeah I've,
1: I've I've certainly um I don't know I, I, this, again this sounds wanky but I, I have a lot of people contacting me with a lot of things so I always have to follow them up immediately because then I forget otherwise so <laughs> if it was sent then I have uh, I did it but I won't have remembered it since then I hope anyway I hope I did it because I, I have to it's do it immediately great.
0: You're just waiting for the big breakthrough, though the 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 overnight success that that took years to to to
1: yeah. Talking about that, it was um, also this week was exactly a year since um, my uh, my Five Guys a Week show aired on Channel Four, and so I was expecting, like, not expecting. There was part of me, part of me that thought, okay, this might take off and you might get a lot of interest. I I didn't get one single woman who I thought, you know, what she's 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 an option. Contact me. Not one. (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of pretty calling cool, so what was what was the five guys a week thing I haven't spoken to you about that. that was one of my um bigger tv things i've done recently uh so actually filmed it way back in 28 end of 2018 um and just because I, I i write blog and bits species pieces i'm fairly well known in that sector um last minute i got a phone call from someone saying oh but are you free in like two weeks time for just for a a day or a couple of days we don't know exactly what but um we're we're filming a tv show it's not the actual show this is a pilot so realistically what they do with pilots i don't know how much tv work you've done but generally speaking pilots they will film them um, they'll learn the lessons they'll see what works what doesn't work and then they'll they'll actually if it works really well they'll commission a proper series so the pilot is just the pilot it gets archived the way um so i thought why not you know this is fun it'd be good uh, and the concept is five guys literally move into a woman's house, her actual house. And then it's the kind of, I guess, mini bachelor style. She gets rid of one person a day. You do activities like go to the gym or go partying or, or all these. You meet her mum and all this sort of stuff. Um And then one guy gets kicked out every day. I thought, sorry, why not? I didn't realise that all the other guys, they are, I won't. I won't say, fame hungry is bad, but they're all people who are are on certain lists for, you know, I I want to be famous. And now is this a vehicle that's going to get me famous? Um, That's the sort of thing they were. So, but whereas little old me, I just had no idea. I was just doing it because I thought if there's even a chance that the woman chooses me and we live happily ever after, isn't that a cool story? And worst case scenario, someone in the world might see it and think, he seems all right. I'll drop him a line um so i walked in there uh and thinking and i <laughs> I had my kids of that week so my dad was looking up i said dad can you just look after him for a day or two so i went on a thursday or whatever it was look after him for a day or two i have absolutely no doubt dad i'll get kicked out first maybe if i'm lucky second that's my aim is to, yep. to not be the first one kicked out so can you look after him um and i walked in there uh and so the the first guy's kicked it kicked out um, I'll, I'll, I'll share spoilers because sod it's been out there for a year. Um, first guy's kicked out was a professional surf instructor from the Canary Islands. Sexy motherfucker. Really cool, chilled out kind of relaxed guy. Super cool. I love him. Um, so he got kicked out first. I thought, okay, this is good. Dad, can you have him another night? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when are you going to be, able? I don't know. I don't know. Um, second guy's kick to, to leave was uh, a professional stuntman man who's got world records for upside down pushups literally flipping himself he's the, one of the strongest guys so really cool third guy to leave was a professional singer songwriter from america um or came over from america he's british but came over from america again super cool sweet guy dad dad can you look after him i, I can't help it i'm i'm in the final two <laughs> come on all right son just oh, yeah. not yeah. um and so then she had to choose between me a single father of four or A millionaire banker with a pilot's license with no kids. (laughs) Guess which one she chose. Uh, But yeah, they they didn't last more than two dates. Um, And weirdly, I'm now really good friends with her. We get on really well. We've stayed in contact uh, and we chat all the time. Um, Whereas I don't think she's spoken to to most of the other guys for Uh, for a very long time.
0: Who were probably novets
1: basically. Weirdly, Channel, Channel 4 loved it so much that uh they not only did they commission two series off the back of it they also put us up they actually kept the pilot and ran it as the very first episode um so yeah we were the so so when they were selling it they've sold the concept in multiple countries all around europe um and very weirdly i saw loads of pictures they took it to Cannes, um and so i saw these pictures of of my face on the billboards um at Cannes uh tv festival Um, (laughs) it's really well yeah just uh there was all uh six of us in this oversized bed um and all the promotional shit that was going on and yeah so my photos had been up in cans and in magazines and uh it was really weird seeing myself on channel four and there's even a there's a gif of me on like on whatever twitter or whatever there's gifs of me um you can use it's it's very very surreal
0: himself that's that's or, or even now is it an nrt nft near field transmitter no it's all been the big thing this week everyone's making these unique digital bits of artwork they're called.
1: oh right okay i, I don't know i know that oh is it oh is this the thing that um not kasabian what what are those bands did um and it's a uh, it's like like a, a cryptocurrency yes but there yeah have huge- I've heard of them. They're, they're, they're weird. I, I still can't quite wrap my head around the concept.
0: I can't, but it did just, it just, it just pop in there. That could have been perfect. I, Cause I've been doing research did, but ahead of today about the Harry and Meghan interview.
1: I've missed all that. So I, I deliberately didn't watch it because of one of these things where I, I I'm no anti royalist. I'm no Republican, but equally I don't really care too much. It doesn't affect me on a day to day basis. That's what I thought.
0: And then I kept getting, then I, then I kept getting, finding myself backed into situations where I kind of needed an opinion. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want to get, any, uh, what's that, but, uh, pushed. I didn't want to get, uh, like just flipping activated by it, you know? Yeah. And, cause I didn't really know what I think. I don't know what I, I don't, I well, don't think I enough to th- think bad. I like the royal family mainly because I think, what else are we going to have? Like, I don't really want a president. We get a lot, you know, it's like, uh, we're Britain, but like, kind of like just roll with it. We've always it's, had it's like, a brand, like, isn't it?
1: Yeah. yeah
0: right. So, so, uh, so I'm okay with that. Then we've got, then you've got all the Megan and Harry stuff going on. And it just seems to me like there's a lot of the race card gets played around it. And I'm like, as you know, obviously it's easy as a white guy to say like really you still banging not like are you still banging, on? Like, oh, you're still banging on but like you're, you've married this guy and you're coming and being part of the family and but yet this you keep bringing this up like is that is that really got anything to to, to do with it and so I kind of had opinions but I weren't really that researched or that well justified so then I then I think well I'm not going to watch that media flipping shit fest it's just they get a hundred million dollars off Netflix, so now they're on now they're on TV, and seventeen million people watched it live. 17 one seven or seven zero. Oh. That the guy, the guy, one of the American programs I was watching when I was doing like my little bit of you know half hour research. He said seventeen one seven million watched the live, broadcast, well, it wasn't the live broadcast, but watched the mm. watched the aired show in in America.
1: I mean, more people watched the uh, the last black frame of uh, the nineteen eighty odd world snooker final. But, um, <laughs> True, but you know,
0: <laughs> we only had four channels back there. Uh, well, this, but not not seventeen million in the UK, seventeen million in 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 the US slash slash yeah. world, yeah. And so, um, so then, so then I, I have watched it, and and. It's just bonkers. So what I do want to say, right? Because it's such a big subject, right? And it, when you when you watch it, and well, I tell you what, I did do, which is really interesting, especially British people should do this, because I was at my aunt's today, my aunt's house. She gets the Daily Mail, right? She knows it's crap. Good on her. She does know it's crap, but she says I've read it for for whatever thirty years. I enjoy reading it, but I am aware that it's a load of codswallop. Mm. Um. So I'm sat there reading the like the British <clears throat> media version of, of like, how dare they have this interview? <clears throat> then I watch a lot of the American commentary about the interview, but also commentating on how the British media is reacting. And in the mm-hmm. middle, I watch the actual interview. And I think everyone's got to take this rounded uh, approach. And it just strikes me, most of all, that Harry is kind of he's he's sort of reacting against what happened to his mum. Mm-hmm. He reacting against the establishment that he's been brought up in. They they talk about being trapped like i can't i couldn't i couldn't do what i want to do they wouldn't let me i had to leave or stay but i couldn't stay and do what i want to do so i got to leave so i can do what i want to do and now i'm getting cained for leaving by the british press who are actually then blaming my wife for for why i'm leaving mm. and they start bringing up these different examples of um things they said about kate things the media said about kate and then things mm. the media said about i said about uh megan um, and it is, it's, it's weird. It's like, it, it, you can't, can't, can't deny it.
1: Um, well, it's, it's a combination of racism and xenophobia. Um, because I think her being black plays into it, but also her being American plays into it as well. And, uh, she's a, an independent, ind- kind of independent minded and independently made woman. They don't like that. And because I, I read a, a little piece which was basically saying, the royal family is all about subsuming oneself within an institution. You're there for the institution. It doesn't like individual glory as such. Whereas they're, they're millennials, you know, for millennials, it is about individuality and, and making something of oneself um, and doing, you know, whether it's doing good for the world or doing good for yourself, it's about yourself rather than necessarily an institution. And so they, those two things were never going to sit, Perfectly well. And, um, William has taken the, the institutional route and, and that's not as a a detriment to him. He's decided that he's going to be part of the institution he was born to. And Harry decided he doesn't want to be part of that institution. And, and the trouble is, like you're saying, uh, he has to leave. And he said, I've, I've left. And, you know, basically saying, I don't want the royal titles. I'm not going to do any of the work. I'm not going to, I don't need the, the official stuff because that's not who I want to be. And then we're in the UK saying, you oh, in that case, we're gonna get take away your royal titles and you can't be who you used to be. You like, Well, I don't want that. So why are you pretending that I should want that? But I don't want that. It's it's such this this weird projection of values, and I I just I doesn't sit comfortably. Yeah, it's and it's so much
0: bigger a subject than the British media would would have it be. And I just I've said before about cutting out media, cutting out news. I did it after my breakdown around, around the divorce for my own sanity and wellbeing. Mm. And imagine if everyone did, but I mean, I mean, just flipping, just knock Murdoch on his head and just, I don't know. Yeah.
1: And the world would not stop turning. Everything would still go on and people would be a lot bloody happier. There's yeah. no two ways about it. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> and Piers Morgan, did you see? He's <laughs> gone. So I don't like Piers Morgan. A, he's an Arsenal fan, right? And and, and <laughs> that's, that's a bit of banter, right? I, I've been—I'm not one of those football fans who hates the opposition. I, I love the banter that's involved with rivalries. But um, so he 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 steps up and says, in fair innocence, I think he says, if you had a, if you're, if someone in your family got married to a black person, I think it's quite a normal question to ask. Oh, if you have a baby, how black is it going to be? A bit like if it was a mixed race, race, race mm-hmm. job. Yeah. So he sat on national TV saying that, right? <laughs> And then, so I'm thinking, oh, that's the kind of stupid thing I'd say, right? <laughs> but, but, but he's on, he's, he's Piers Morgan, right? He's on national yeah. TV. And then he, and then he really, he kind of, he says, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm right. And, and, and he probably is right. It's the kind of stupid question that someone who was, who was, you know, someone oh, who was
1: 50 or 60 would ask. A, exactly. Uh, and, and- and it's all about context. It's all about individuals. And there's things, and certainly older generations, they, and it doesn't excuse it, but it certainly explains it. They've just grown up with different kind of societal norms. Um, and yes, a lot of them are changing and growing and evolving, but they, they, they lived in a different world back then where that sort of language was absolutely fine. But, um, I've got, I've got mixed race cousins. My family of, of married, married people, um, who are black and they've, I've got cousins who are mixed race and, yeah, that's the sort of thing that I've heard people ask when they've all been having kids and when they've then married either uh, or had children with uh, people who are white or people who are black and skin tone has been kind of mentioned in a, not in a, I hope it is this or I hope it isn't that, but in a, oh, I wonder what that would be. I, w- I wonder what they're going to look like because as you do step step wonder about that. Or as a shocking yeah. quick no, as as an, it's always done as an acceptable question. Yeah. Just like if if um if I'm if I had kids with someone who had flaming red hair, you'd be like, are they going to have she, yeah? <laughs> is she going to be be a redhead, or is she going to have darker brown hair, or and and, and a, a ginger beard? Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're they're questions, but it's all about context, and we don't know the context, and it's easy for us to see that sort of language of um and uh, uh, make it in our heads like a racist older person claim you can re- think about it as a racist older person saying i hope it isn't black or yeah. it could be a uh, kind of uh, just a curious person saying i am curious about how they're gonna look because yeah. i'm always curious about how babies go- are gonna turn out whenever someone's pregnant
0: but it gets played out under the microscope <laughs> yeah and then everyone's outraged and, and, and shocked and oprah's oprah's like flipping Coughing a bollock cup, but she's like, "Oh, I can't believe you've just said that." Oprah was—it was, it was mm. so funny. I think it was lost on everyone, but Oprah was sat there like the queen. She was, <laughs> she was like the queen of talk shows, and she was, she was sat there. I mean, it's good. I—I—I'm I, glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it. I got a—I got a different perspective on it. And do you know what I take most from it? I take most that Harry's a good guy. Basically,
1: he is yeah. He's without good. that, I've—I've—I've I've, I've never met him, but um. He's seen every, he's one of those people who just, he's, he's of his generation. He's, he's modern. He's flawed. He accepts yeah. the flaws um, and wants to be, and constantly is trying to make better. And he, he has done things that other roles could have done, but didn't have the balls to. I mean, the or didn't have the, the ability to, the, the, the Invictus games, um, all, all the, the work he's, he does of his own accord. It's, it's huge. It's really important. And he, he's a, yeah, he's, he comes across as a top guy. Yeah, definitely. So, dad of the week this week. Oh, have
0: Have you got a jingle? No, no, no! (laughs) There we go. I need to label those buttons. Harry, (laughs) Harry Windsor, good dad of the week. There we go. Um, Big Brother. We're running out of time, right? But uh, just briefly, Hot in the 90s, our favourite. The, the, the feature we get the most reference to, most comments back. Um, so Davina McCall got herself into some hot water this week. Which, again, we're going off the back of one serious subject to the next one. We probably won't speak too much about what went on. But um, she was the host of The Big Brother in the UK. For many
1: years. She's no longer. But um when it, when it was, I won't say when it was good, because it was only good for the first couple of seasons. But for its, I'd say its peak years.
0: And I have a even further back reference, pop reference to Davina McCall. My brother was spotted in Harrods when he was about 14 by a model person from Model 1, Models 1, something like one of the big London modelling agencies. mm
1: mm-hmm. So Davina McCall. So he so he got the looks genes in your family then. Got it? Yes. Okay.
0: Oh, he got lots. He got he, he <laughs> basically I was like the test 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 dummy, you know, like all the, <laughs>
1: the
0: things that went wrong have happened to me, and he just You were the up. pilot. Yes, the pilot. The crash test dummy. So Davina McCall, um, she's just she was hot back in the day and she's still stunning. A she's little still bit smoking.
1: And and she's she's there. one of those women who are I, I There's a difference between being hot and being attractive, and she is incredibly attractive. Not only physically, but sense of humour, her attitudes, her her mindset, her everything about her is as uh, as hot as an um, attractive as I can imagine a woman being.
0: Yeah, I'm down with that, and uh, and she's a load of fun as well. She looks like a lot of fun. She's she's uh, she's into a health and fitness and food and nutrition these days um but all this- in a
1: positive way you know she's she's, she's always in a, a very positive supportive mindset she'll challenge people when they need challenging she'll be serious when needs to be serious but most of the time her default is let's be fun and enjoy life yeah
0: yeah and she's not afraid to be to say what needs to be said either mm-hmm. um we in the uk oh here's a good one i've at this one out yeah oh she's got some tattoos there i wonder where she's gonna get that tattoo fixed <laughs> so for people in the podcast Davina's wearing a black and white striped bikini quite low cut on the briefs and there looks to be some kind of octopus tentacles appearing from out of the front of the uh, bikini bottoms there Um, so this week uh, sadly a a woman got murdered in the UK this week and and there's been quite a lot of media commentary, uh, women's groups, feminist groups coming forward and talking about uh, women and our our women and our daughters need to be protected from men and and it's just a blanket men it's not like bad men mean men sexist men it's just like need to be protected from men and davina came out and said on twitter it's not about men um here we go. Female abduction murder is extremely rare. Yes, we should all be vigilant when out alone. But this level of fear mongering isn't healthy. And men's mental health is an issue as well. Calling all men out as dangerous is bad for our sons, brothers and partners. And uh, I just thought that was a flippant well, think... thing for her to say. And no surprise, she's been absolutely eroded um, by, by uh, the women's groups and feminist groups.
1: I th- I think two things have been conflated. Um as far as I can see and and yeah you know, with all of the underlying caveats of what happened to to Sarah Everton was you know, horrific and should never happen to anyone it's it's atrocious mm-hmm. and our thoughts go out to to her family and everyone involved in that is is horrendous. Um but it what's happened what f- it, from my perspective feels like it's happened is two things have been conflated. There's violence by, you know, psychopaths and, and, and men, generally speaking, it is men, violence, which leads to, you know, attacks and deaths against women has been conflated with, um, sexual assault and sexual issues. Um, and there's been a stat going around about 97% of women age 18 to, I can't remember what the upper tier was, but probably no upper tier have, um, experienced unwanted sexual, uh, advances or assault of some kind. Um, and, that has been saying uh, kind of the, the inference is that that is as bad as um, the uh, rape and murder of women by men. Yeah. And the two things have been kind of made into one issue to, so it, it women are going out and, and rightly saying they shouldn't have to, they don't know that it's not, they know it's not all men, but they don't know which men it is. So they're wary of all men. And that is, is sad and terrible and things need to change and the thing is they are changing they they are getting better without them being good and that that for me is a real d- distinction but women men are more aware in general um not all men are more aware and there are always going to be and sadly we're human and and there are always going to be scumbags and rapists and thieves and murderers and so on um and the challenge is that we need to find a better way men, we need to be better as men at calling that out but that being said, and I ha- language to me is really important. And the language that's been going around has implied not that all men definitely do, but that all men could be. And that's just not true. And it makes men feel defensive about these things. And when you feel defensive about something, say, look, it's not me. It's not like that your natural instinct is to, to say it's not me. Therefore it is. And it's no one. I know you kind of go into that defensive mode and stops you from thinking, I know it's not me. And I know it's not people I know, but when could I have been better about that? When I, one of my mates said something that I could have maybe called out. Um, it stops you from doing that because you feel attacked. And when people feel attacked, they feel they go into defensive mode. And so it it is a tricky one. Cause I don't think it it's intended to be attacking all men, but as a man, that is how it feels.
0: Yeah, and the important thing about that is that then some of those men that need to hear that message then stop listening because because they're they're list they're listening for something different they're hearing something different and then they're missing the message which is I don't know what the message yeah. is it's, it's this is the appropriate way to ask a woman out or this is the appropriate way to to say are we going to go back to my place and have sex So like just have it. Because, I mean, surely women at a certain appropriate time want to be asked that question.
1: It, it's a really tricky balancing because, and again, this is not all women, but generally speaking, all the women I've engaged with, they, they want the man to take the lead in things. They want the man to to, um, to pursue and to, to hunt as such. Um, and that is true. That that That's a fact for all the women I've ever engaged with. I'm not saying that's all women with all... The caveats applied, um, but generally speaking, society says men take the lead and men are not. And, and <laughs> this is a, a bad word to use, but the aggressor in that, in that they're, they're taking oh, the, the lead. Take the yeah. lead yeah. Um, and we're also now, well, we shouldn't have to be told this, but being told, don't, don't do this or don't react to that. Um, and it, it, it for, for some, it can be quite confusing. I mean, it's also one of those weird ones where to most of us, it's bloody obvious. You know, just like it's a standard thing. If a woman walks up to you wearing a bikini, that doesn't mean you can grab her ass. But yeah. it, the message she's giving is um, I'm in. It's a sexual image. And if she's acting in a certain way, then that can uh, lead a man to think a certain path. And that's, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky one in, it's difficult because there's so many different contexts around, but it's difficult to, uh, to really be able to say one blanket, you should or shouldn't do this when nuance is everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, my daughter, you know, there are, we, we go swimming a lot. So I specifically seek out and buy her. She wants, you know, she wants a, a two piece, a bikini. Right? I don't even like calling it a bikini because she's too young for that, but you can buy, but you have to hunt high and low for them. A sports bikini like sports mm-hmm. swimsuit two-piece sports swimsuit but the sp- swimsuits you see in most shops are like quite sexual yeah yeah it's there's like a love island swimsuit nine swimsuits. year old and they're they're mm. frilly you know cut high up on the bum and i'm like there's no way i'm wearing letting my daughter wear that because as a bloke i know what I get triggered by, I don't mean I get triggered by seeing little girls in bikinis, but you do, when you see an attractive woman in a bikini, you, it, it, it triggers you like, wow, look at her. And so then you know that there are weirdos out there and say, well, I definitely don't want anyone having that thought about, my daughter because of because she's wearing that bikini so i'll buy her an, an appropriate one so it, it's it's a it's almost like a fine line between the the human instincts and the animal nature of it uh, and then also educating men and on a general level of and it's a bit like the black lives Matter thing it's like we got to get these two groups of people talking we got to get people mm-hmm. understanding each other better like what do you What what is the question you want to be asked how do you want to be approached what is the right way to <laughs>
1: And there, there have been some, some good things coming out of this. So, um, some men on Twitter have been asking, well, how can I be a better ally? What can I do? And, and there's things that I've always done as a matter of course, because I've been hypersensitive to this sort of thing. Like if you're, if it's, you know, at day or night, it doesn't, nighttime, it's exacerbated. But actually, if you're walking down the street and you can see a lone woman in front of you, even a, a pair of women walking in front of you, well, cross over and walk on the other side of the street because they're going to know that a man's they don't they don't know you're not doing anything wrong. They don't know you're just listening to music or whatever. They don't know you. So they've got no reason to. Th- they're going to fear the worst um, because that's how women are forced to feel by society. So cross over to the other side of the road. If you can make a phone call to your mum, it, it's not doing it's, it's a little thing you can do, but it makes a real difference to people. Um, and, and it's small things like that. That, that is the opportunity for us to learn about this and, and to, to remind men, call your mates out. If you're, if you're sitting around and they're leering over some woman or sh- like, um, making rude comments to the waitress or whatever, just say, mate, that's not, that's not cool, is it? And yeah. it's not.
0: Imagine it, that with your sister, like, is yeah, yeah, call them out on it exactly, yeah,
1: yeah. But, it, and part of me, it almost is, I get a little, a little bit frustrated at the, the, uh, that's, that's, um, what if that was your sister? What if that was your mum? It shouldn't matter because you're just a decent human being. That, that yeah. sort of act, uh, behavior isn't acceptable. Um, so you should be better than that. But the, the, the other part, the kind of flip side to me is, Yes, of course women should be allowed to wear what they want without fear of, of assault or rape or murder or anything like that. Um, but my kids should be, let's, let's talk about boys and this. So my boy should be able to, uh, wear a Spurs shirt and walk into any pub on North London Derby day around the Emirates, um, and have a beer with his mates and laugh and joke and so on. He should be able to. But in reality, we don't live in this utopian society. If he did that, he would probably get his head kicked in. So I have to train him not to do those things. I have to train my kids that if it's late at night, don't walk down a dark alley. They shouldn't have to think that way. But we do. We live in the real world. So it's about minimizing risk. Now, frustratingly, women have to minimize more risk than men because that's the way things are. And it shouldn't be. But we live in a real world. And while we do... We just have to keep training our kids appropriately.
0: Yeah. And and keep the the dialogue open and and up, up about it. Yeah. Well, and I was just going to, I, when I did the hot in the nineties and I was going to do big brother, I went to the article on, on the daily star, right? No surprise, the daily star, right? But the Mm. top 10 sexiest big brother household mates, the pictures of the women who are on it are highly, highly sexual Mm. (laughs) boobs, bikinis, um, and yeah, on the one hand, that's that should be fine. But on the other hand, is what's what's they're being dressed like that to get a. a t- it's it's a twisted subject, and that's why both sides need to to to, to be in the mm. conversation. Both sides, uh, but I think good on Davina for for for, for standing up to that conversation, basically.
1: Yeah, uh, I think just like just like um, everything else, she's entitled to her opinion, and she's saying something that she truly believes, and from her perspective, and it's a perspective. I can agree you can say I believe that not all men uh, we should be careful about the language we use about describing the perpetrators of this violence um and that is true at the same time as men need to be better yeah both yeah. of those things can be true they don't it's not an either or situation yeah. i hate the, the 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 partisan language the partisan politics of 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 if you're not saying exactly this thing you're wrong and i just yeah. i can't stand that
0: yeah Better people, better world. Well, the future's uh-huh. ours to create, and it, and um and that's 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 where all these conversations need to go. Is what would the ultimate future look like? Right, let's start making it. Let's start making that.
1: Yeah, but, well, that's that's the future. But one thing that um I'm sad that we've lost from the past is uh, a, a certain a certain uh, befuddled commentator that, that lit up my life. Absolutely. Tell us, uh, te-
0: how long have you been an F one fan, Glenn?
1: Well, i've been an f1 fan since i was a, since i was a kid um since back in the days when it was on terrestrial tv and uh for those who uh you know didn't know i'm i'm such a, my youngest son is called jensen after jensen button um not after you johnny um sadly uh but it, yeah he's he's uh, i've i've loved the sport and it is a sport and i it's incredible um and uh, i've loved it since i was a kid and as i was growing up uh, the voice of, uh, of, of F1 without, you know, you get yet certain voices get associated with certain sports. And so yeah. you hear that voice and it doesn't matter what they're saying. It takes you into that sport. And the voice of F1 is now and will forever be the great Murray Walker. Uh, he is just, he had this, this, he was a, he wasn't, he didn't ever try and be the expert. He never tried to be this slick uh, media trained personality. He was just genuinely a fan, a fan who loved F1 so much, and was just felt privileged to be part of that, and to be able to share his enthusiasm with the world. And he, I think, he he's inspired a generation not only of F1 fans, but drivers and engineers as well.
0: Yeah, and
1: and commentators in other sports as well to be Ooh. that alive to be that oh
0: oh oh he's off he's off he's off
1: you know <laughs> I, I i loved he had done they called him murrayisms where he used to just he'd say something and it sounded so ridiculous but as he said it was fine it was like um uh this is an interesting circuit because it has inclines and not just up but down as well cool. uh and the lead car is absolutely unique except for the one behind it which is identical <laughs> <laughs> so you just make these these sayings and these these phrases and these things that would just like stand out and, um, unless I'm very much mistaken, I am very much mistaken. And these moments that he would just get carried away from himself. Like when, uh, Damon Hill what was at 96 when he won in Japan and he said something along the lines of, um, I'm sorry. I have to stop speaking now because I've got a lump in my throat. And he just, he'd say something and it would just encapsulate how the nation was feeling. And, uh, yeah, he was beyond, uh, one of those true individuals who was as loved off the radio or off the screen as much as he was on it as well. Yeah. yeah. And just for people who don't know, like he's an
0: old guy He died today, 97 years old. So, um, full respect to, to Murray Walker, lo, lo, lost, would be like a friend to a lot of people. They feel like I lost a friend today. Yeah. Well, Glenn, we'll do tattoo fixers next week because we've been on long enough for people to put up with, um, <laughs> uh, Sunday tomorrow, I'm going on a bike ride to try out my road bike for a duathlon I'm doing next month. So I've got to get out there on the bike.
1: Oh, nice. i am uh, got a bit of time by myself. It's Mother's Day. And as much as I've, I've wanted my kids to spend the full day with their mum, uh, their mum wasn't really interested in, in doing that. So uh, she's only going to have them for an hour or a couple of hours. So um, hopefully uh, they'll have a good time and then I can make them give them give them hugs in the evening.
0: Nice. Nice. Listeners, watchers. It's been great to have you here. We'll see you next week. Team Superdad out. Bye.
1: This has been Team Superdad. Find us at TeamSuperdad.com. Join the program and create the best life ever for you and your children. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad.